on maynard.com.au. AU! Atlantic City. You know, I came in from England today. We start the shows tonight. I have one tonight, two tomorrow, and one on Sunday. What we just heard then was Tom Jones' digital remix, the 12-inch of It's Not Unusual, which was released last year in England. I believe it was a bit of a hit for you, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you on the line, Mr. Jones. What have you been up to lately? What are you doing in Atlantic City? I'm working here for the weekend. I sing at a hotel called Resort International. Always got a pretty busy schedule show-wise. Do you get tired? No. Actually, I just came back from England. I only got in last night because I went over to England to promote the new record that I have out there called Kiss. Well, we've got that here. We've got a few import copies. It's going to be locally released through Festival Records in only a few weeks. Let me tell you, uh-huh. it's surprised a lot of people here because we haven't heard you from you for quite a while and all of a sudden you come in and you've got a funky dance number for us all to dance to. Right. Could I go back into your early career now? Yeah. I was just talking to someone actually in a pub here just at King's Cross and they said that they saw you a number of times on Opportunity Knocks and that's where you got your big break. Is that true? Uh, no, it's not true. Oh, I was just... <laughs> Just a bit of, just a bit of pub talk it's funny, there. actually, because some other people thought that I did Opportunity Knocks, but I never did. The first TV show I ever did was for BBC Wales, which was a talent show. It was called uh, Donald Pierce Presents. He was a Welsh singer. Once you've heard the sweet refrain, it will run around your brain. Oh, you can't resist the silver melody. He had a show on BBC Wales, and that's the only talent show that I did for television, and then I went to London shortly after that and got a record contract. Were you doing your well-known famous pelvic thrusts even in those days on the talent oh, shows? Yes. yes. Yes, yes. Well, they, they probably went over well with the judges, no doubt. How difficult was it to get your first album recorded and released there? Was it difficult? It was difficult because I tried in, uh, I went to London in 63, first of all, and the group scene were just exploded there. The Beatles and the Rolling Stones, people like that. So everybody was looking for groups rather than solo singers. It was a year later in 64 that I had a contract with Decca and I recorded It's Not Unusual in 64. They put it out at the beginning of 65 and it became a big hit. But it was difficult trying to get the powers that be to listen to you because they were all looking for groups. Right after the Beatles, they wanted more of the same. Most people tend to associate you closest with It's Not Unusual, which is your first single. Do you think there's any reason for that, why people don't get into another song like Help Yourself? Just help yourself to my lips, to my arm. Just say the word and they are yours. Just help yourself to the love in my heart. You'll smile head open up the door. Or Love Me Tonight, anything like that? Oh, tell me, baby, that you need me. Say you'll never leave me. Love me tonight Hold me now, my heart is aching And until the dawn is breaking Love me tonight Something is burning inside Something that can't be denied I can let you out of my sight, darling Love me tonight I think it's because it was the first one, I suppose, 
And when I had my TV show on, we used to use it as the signature tune, as the theme to the show. So it was played, I suppose, more than any other song that I've had out. So I suppose people always think of that. Do you ever wish that you could perhaps sing another song? Because I've seen you a number of times on Royal Variety specials and things like that. And you always have to play as a bit of a play on the play off. Do you ever think of maybe changing it? Um, not really, because when I do TV shows and if they want me to walk on to It's Not Unusual, as long as it doesn't take up too much time, they can use it. It doesn't bother me because it was the first record. I think with any performer, you always think of that first record as the most important, which it is because that's the one that opens all the doors. We've got a couple of records here. Why don't we hear some tracks off your first album? Your first album was called Along Came Jones. That's correct. Once upon a time, there was Delilah. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, the devil and she attempted man. Oh yes, attempted man, but just like you attempted me. Some swinging from Tom Jones, there, who we've got on the line all the way from Atlantic City. Hello. Certainly a pleasure having you on. We've played a lot of your songs here on JJJ from time to time, and everyone's wondering. Well, let's talk to the great man himself. Everyone around the studio was uh, certainly excited when I told him. No one could believe you were actually going to talk to us. Oh, really? Yeah, because I thought, nah, you're not really getting Tom Jones on. You're just going to get someone else in the studio and do the voice. We're certainly glad to have you here. A couple of people have covered your songs over the years. Not too many, because you do a fairly distinctive vocal style. It's not easy. And just on that point, there was a few imitators of your style, notably Joe Dolan, who did You're Such a Good-Looking Woman. Me, oh my, you make me say you're such a good-looking woman. When people stop, when people stare, you know it fills my heart with pride. You watch their eyes, they're so surprised, the thing you fall out of heaven. And if you listen to what they're talking about, they're talking about who's walking about with an angel at his side. And a few people would have said that Tony Orlando was trying to copy you as well. Every lonely city where I hang my hat Ain't as half as pretty As where my baby's at Is this the way to Amarillo? Every night I've been hugging my pillow Dreaming dreams of Amarillo That sweet Marie who waits for me Well, yeah, I think I've rubbed off on a lot of people. Not so much blatant copies, unless they're going to do an impersonation, which a lot of impersonators do. Have you seen any of those impersonators? Uh, There's one guy around Sydney who does What's New Pussycat, and he's got Velcro straps all down his pants when he gets his clothes pulled off at the end. Have you seen any of that sort of thing going on? Yeah, yeah. I get that from impersonators, people that do a lot of singers. They always include me in the show, which is fine. And you don't mind that sort of thing? You like a bit of a laugh about your image? Of course. I've always done that myself anyway. I've never really taken myself too seriously. If I'm going to do an up-tempo song, I'll have fun with it. <laughs> you know, I'll do it a little tongue-in-cheek. But if it's a straightforward ballad, then it has to be serious because the song is serious. But I try to keep it as light as possible. We've got two versions of songs that you're quite well known for. One is from the Brothers Gonad doing their version of Delilah. We'll play a little bit of that, followed by John Otway doing a bit of his version of The Green Green Grass of Home. Let's have a listen and see what we think of these. Okay. Gentlemen, the orchestra. 
Well, certainly uh, two different styles of those well-known songs of yours, Tom. You got any opinion on that sort of behaviour? Um. <laughs> it's, it's certainly quite raucous. You know, as long as they... As long as they do them, I don't mind what they do with them. As long as, um, as long as they do the songs, and if the you, people know who did them originally. You know, that's the main thing. That's true. Well, actually, the the John Otway cover that I have in front of me is is exactly the same cover as your EP of the Green Green Grass of Home, except he's crossed out your name and put his, and crossed out all the track titles on the bottom and put his track titles on there. So you certainly couldn't forget who actually did the original on that cover, anyway. <laughs> do you think if you were doing those songs now, you'd ever do a thrash version like that, or you think you'd keep it smooth? When I do them on stage. I do them the same way as I recorded them, basically the same anyway. Maybe the, the arrangement changes slightly, but not too much, because people remember the songs the way they were recorded, and I think, you, sh- you know, you should do them the same the same way. And on that point, how is the Tom Jones of then, back in the 60s, different from the Tom Jones we see now? Um, not a lot. I mean, I was just younger then, that's all. I still think the same about music. My views on music haven't really changed. I still like now what I like then. And the same goes for the type of singers that I listen to. So I haven't really changed. It's just that I'm older now than I was then, that's all. You've played many venues all around the world, in most places of the Western world, and even some of the not-so-Western world. What's been your favourite venue? Where's the place you'd like to go back and play the most? Is it really Las Vegas? Well, not necessarily. I like singing to as many people as possible. It's always a lot more comfortable, though, if it's an English-speaking country, because then you can have more fun with it. You can chat between songs, and you can have more fun with the show. As far as I'm concerned, America, Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, all the English-speaking countries, I have more fun in those countries than non-English-speaking countries. People often throw underpants onto the stage while you're performing, and I'd like to bring this up with you. How did the underpants throwing start, Tom? Well, it started in the Copacabana in New York in 68. I was Copa, which used to be a supper club. Right. And uh, I was perspiring a lot, and women in the audience started handing me table napkins to wipe my brow. And one woman thought she'd go a step further, and she took her underwear off and handed them to me. There was a columnist in the audience. His name was Earl Wilson. He used to be a famous columnist in New York, and he was there. So he wrote it up in his column that this woman actually took off her underwear and handed them to me, and I mopped my brow and handed them back. So it sort of caught on from there. And it was underpants fever all the way after that. That's right. In fact, do you always get them? I've heard that when you did the St. George Leagues Club here in Sydney a few years ago, at the end of the performance, the stage was littered with underwear. Does it often happen that way? They all throw everything at you. Have you noticed over the years that underwear has been getting bigger as the age of the audience has been changing a little bit? Not really, because the age of the audience doesn't really change that much. It's always been a wide variety of people. It never has been completely a teenage audience, and it's never been a complete adult audience. There's always a mixture. I could get a pair of slinky briefs thrown on there as, as well as a big pair of drawers. I mean... I'm in the same show. Have you copped any men's underwear lately? Once in a while, so a fella will throw something up <laughs> yeah. just to, uh, to, to have a laugh. And I take it in exactly that way. <laughs> the old pair of wife runs coming up on stage. Look, yeah. you've, you've had many memorable experiences over the years. What's probably been the favourite thing that's probably happened to you performance-wise on stage? Well, uh, the most terrifying thing is when you have to perform in front of the Queen. Because when you do a Royal Command performance, it always sort of puts an edge on it. Yes, I saw you sweating up a storm there when you were singing those numbers from the Matador album to the Queen only a few weeks ago, yeah. Well, it's a thrill to be here tonight. The nights grow cold But since Buckroll is leading nowhere That's a very important thing. But then there's a lot of things that have happened over the years that, that I've enjoyed. I mean, I've never really come unstuck, as they say. 
on stage. It's always been a lot of fun. And how do you go if you're not feeling particularly well that night of the performance? You might have had a, a big night of English beer, drinking the night before, you were up a little bit late, tasting the nightlife. What happens when you have to go on, you're not feel, feeling a little bit under the weather? Well, you just do it. You just, <laughs> just, just, pep you just yourself do up. it and you try not to get into that situation again. Right, well, let's have a listen to a few more of the slightly underground Tom Jones tracks. Let me get over you The way you've gotten over me oh, Set me free, why don't you, babe? Let me be, why don't you, babe? Cause you don't really love me You just keep me hanging on I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down And it burned, burned, burned The ring of fire The ring of fire Yep, yep, yep Swinging Tom Jones songs that you uh, might not have heard a real lot of You Keep Me Hanging On, a Supremes cover Of course, Ring of Fire Why did you decide to do a Johnny Cash song, Ring of Fire? Well, I like all kinds of music. I like country music, and I like rock and roll, and I like rhythm and blues and standards. So I've tried to, in the past, record all those different kinds of things. Ring of Fire was one of those songs that I liked in that country vein. I also recorded 16 Ton, which I liked. I loaded 16 Ton, and what are you yet? Another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I, I can't go I owe my soul to the company store I tried to do as many different kinds of songs as possible because I, I like them equally as, as well. Yes, you had a country music phase there for a while. Did it prove as popular with the audience or they liked the older Tom? Country music is big in the southern state of America. That's where it's most popular. Right. I did some country music for a while because when I signed with Polygram Records, what they thought of me was the green, green grass of home. So they tried to do more of the same. Yes, they'll all come to see me in the shade of that old oak tree as they lay me neath the green, green the problem with that is I couldn't record anything else. They only wanted me to record country music, so my hands were tied for about six years then. We've got a few questions here from the JJJ listeners. I hope you don't mind answering. Tom, we said yesterday, okay, ring us up and ask questions, and I've written a few down here. There's one here from John Palmdale of Paddington here in Sydney. Did Tom Jones stick tissues down his pants? He wants to know, like, are your pants really that tight or do you stick tissues down them? And why do you wear such tight pants? Um. <laughs> a, I know it's an odd question. That I don't know. Them. I think it's sort of being brought up in the early 50s when I got into long pants after coming out of short trousers. They were narrow. In the 50s, we all wore narrow pants. You didn't see any youngsters with white pants on in those days. And I, you know, I always, uh, always stuck to them. I always liked wearing that kind of thing. It's good to see you doing the pelvic thrust without the tissues then. Bernie McCallery of Ramsgate asks, you seem to have a very hairy chest, Tom. Is there anything you do in particular to get that chest hairy? Do you have an exercise regime you do or do you eat a lot of eggs? How do you get the hairy chest? I don't know. It just it happened over the years. <laughs> just, just genetic, I suppose. Danny Smith of Bateau Bay. There was a story here that you actually tore your pants while you were rehearsing Kiss or something before it was recorded with The Art of Noise. How many pairs of pants do you actually go through a year? 
Well, when I'm doing stage shows, I have them especially made. You see, they're, they're man-made fabric, and we use a heavy nylon thread. So, in the busting pants, for me, now, was a thing of the past. But when I did the video for Kiss with the Art of Noise, I wore a different style suit. So, it wasn't really a stage suit. It was a tuxedo, but it wasn't uh. one that I wear on stage. And the same thing happened there. I was doing the song in the video and, and the pants split. Oh dear. How many pairs a year you go through? Your stage pairs are pretty rugged. They put up with do they? Yeah, the ones I wear on stage now, I get them made a dozen at a time and they just wear out through perspiration, but they don't they don't bust like they used to because I make sure they're made properly now. We've got two questions here from the president of your Australian fan club, Janet Shelton. She wrote into us and the two questions she's got for you, Tom, is number one, what's your favourite song of yours? What's the song you like the most of all the songs you do? It must be hard to choose one. Yeah, um, it used to be, uh, you know, the best single I always thought I made was Never Gonna Fall In Love Again. No, I'm never gonna fall in love. Please don't make me fall in love prefer the slower ones, do you? Not necessarily, but as far as a single record is concerned, I thought that one came together easier than when you go into record, sometimes you have to kick a song around for a while before you get the right tempo and the right feel on it. But with Never Gonna Fall In Love Again, we did it in one take. It came together very easily. The other question from Janet, and I suppose a lot of people asking themselves this too, when can we expect to see Tom Jones performing live in Australia? Right, well, hopefully we'll be able to do a tour there next October, October of 89. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. And something I'd like to ask you, Tom, there were the reports in the paper you've had an operation on your throat. I'm just wondering uh, what was the problem there and is it clear up? Will it affect your voice at all as far as singing goes? No, it doesn't. It, it hasn't affected it. It's made it, it's made it more clear. That the problem was I had to get the right vocal cord scraped. Ooh. There was a buildup of tissue on it through singing so much. The doctor scraped the right chord and the voice is clearer now than it's been for, for a few years. And where do you spend most of your working time? Do you do most of your work in Las Vegas or is it touring completely around the world? Oh, well, all over the States mostly. As I say, I just came back from Britain. I was over there for three weeks doing some shows. But it's mostly the United States and Canada and then sometimes we will go to other countries. I'd like to ask you about a few contemporary artists now because you have been slipping some modern songs into your uh, 1988 repertoire. You're doing a few George Michael songs. Yes. Faith and I Want Your Sex. How are these modern ones going over with the audience? Well, I always try to pick songs that I can use, something that has some sex in them. The George Michael things were perfect. Doing an In Excess song, I Need You Tonight. What do you think of In Excess? Have you seen them live yourself? Yes, I got a chance to see them a couple of months ago in Los Angeles. Pretty good? Oh yeah, yeah, first class. Have you seen George Michael perform live too? Not yet, no, I've never seen him live. But as I say, the songs that he's been writing are easy to do on stage because it has all the, the right ingredients. I could just imagine you doing I Want Your Sex. Is there any chance of you putting out the In Excess Need You Tonight as a single or on a record? Is that coming out soon? We could be, because just had success now with Kiss, which was a pretty song. We did that one with The Art of Noise and it's number five at the moment in Great Britain. It's going so well so I know I'm going to record an album and maybe we'll put some covers in and the In Excess song could very well be one of them. Who's the album going to be with? Is it going to be with China Records or one of your older record labels, Decor or something? No, this, this is 
going to be with Jive Records. I just signed a new contract with Jive Records. I don't know what label they'll come out on in Australia, but it will be on Jive. But I hope to do a few tracks with The Art of Noise, who record for China. And what were The Art of Noise like to work with? Great. It's a whole new approach. I mean, it's a fresh approach. They use up-to-the-minute technology in the studio, and it all came together very well, very easy to work with. Would you like to describe the KISS film clip to us, because we haven't seen it here yet? Well, it's, <laughs> it's all performance, really. When I did the video in Los Angeles, we shot it on a white background, so I'm sort of all in black. We shot it on white so that then they could add all the different graphics. When we sent the video back to London, they then added a lot of stuff around me. But it's a performance video. It's all me. I'm there all the time. What do you think of Prince? What do you think of him as a performer? Do you see him as the 80s version of Tom Jones, perhaps? Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, he's a raunchy fella. <laughs> I like what he does. I've watched a lot of his videos and I've listened to a lot of his songs. He writes excellent music. And we're here from Tom Jones. Is it going to be uh, more contemporary sounds? Are you going to change it into a funkier dance groove from here or back to what you were doing before? Well, I'm going to try to do some good soulful records, whether they're up-tempo or ballads. It'll be definitely more soulful than I've done oh, for the past 10 years anyway. How did you actually come about to do Kiss? That's something that interests us here. Out of nowhere, suddenly Tom Jones records a Prince song with The Art of Noise. How did that all happen? I was doing Kiss in my stage show last year and we did a tour of Great Britain and I did the song on a TV show called The Last Resort. Jonathan Ross hosts it and I did Kiss on that show and the members of The Art of Noise saw me do it and thought what a good idea if we could record it together. So they got in touch with me and you know we did it. Have you been to a dance club and seen people dancing around to that? Not really, no, but I get a lot of good reports, though. A lot of youngsters have come up to me, especially in Great Britain, because I went home to Wales and popped into a few pubs, and there were a lot of youngsters playing it on the jukeboxes everywhere we went, and they all thought it was wonderful. So I know it is being played a lot in dance clubs. I run a dance club here in Sydney called The Mad Club, and at The Mad Club we have Tom Jones nights every couple of weeks where we play about 50% Tom Jones, and I previewed this record in Sydney only last Monday. I played the original version, I had people cheering to hear the Tom Jones version, we played it, and you got thunderous applause. That's great. They particularly enjoyed that bit in the middle. I think I better dance now. They love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got the bit of the James Brown style there, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Think I better dance now. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's been very much my pleasure talking to you, Tom. Let's get into your new single, With the Art of Noise, coming out soon on Festival Records. Why don't you introduce it, Tom? Okay, this is The Art of Noise featuring Tom Jones, or if you like, Tom Jones with the art of noise. Thank you, Tom. Swinging like a gate. Okie doke. Okay. I, I look forward very much to seeing you in October when you come out. Very good. You don't have to be beautiful to turn me on. I just need your body, baby, from dusk till dawn. You don't need experience to turn me out You just leave it all up to me I'll show you what it's all about You don't have to be rich to be my girl You don't have to be cool to rule my world Ain't no particular sign I'm more compatible with I just want your extra time and your you gotta not talk dirty, baby If you wanna impress me oh, 
Tom Jones is about to come here fairly shortly, and Tom's a little bit different from the other performers that you've seen here at the Entertainment Centre. What's different about Tom? Oh, wow, I mean, what can I say? Young Tom. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about Tom, Tom will come in here, spend 45 minutes, we've got a few VIPs here tonight, he'll come in, talk to every one of them, shake their hands, sign autographs, sign t-shirts, everything else. Fantastic. Great entertainer. Great PR. It's excellent. Yeah, like, he seems to give his time to people. You think like he's just, so. he likes work. He's been around for a while, Absolutely. so he knows to work the room. Yep, yep, fantastic. I was here last night for his first date up in Sydney, and it was a great gig and he was in the room for all oh, nearly an hour or so with 100 people so fantastic and like most other people you see here like say maybe you who have you, have you seen who else, who else has come on uh-huh. the beans. we want to know there's people beans. out there okay, who want okay. the dirt rumour has it take that I work take that they were in the room for yeah. they were in the room for about 20 minutes or so very different to Tom Jones no doubt about it yeah. Tom knows that these people are important yeah. for his career with a band such as take that I believe the uh, entourage that they had on the nights very different don't sign autographs don't talk to anyone very mm. different to Tom Jones what are most of the Tom Jones crowd getting into behind the bar? Like, are they asking for drugs at the bar? What's no, going on? No, no drugs, no drugs. Uh, champagne. A lot of champagne behind this bar tonight. Yeah. And they're going easy on the nuts. The nuts, yeah, I've got nuts at the bar. Plenty of nuts, and I've got cheese platters, and oh, someone's talking well, over I think there. Tom's about to come. I think he's coming. Well, here I am in the line now. That Tom Jones is about to come down the line and shake a few hands. Are you very excited about meeting Tom? Extremely. 
Um, what do you find exciting about Tom? My mother actually used to listen to him when I was about 10. <laughs> and she made you listen too? <laughs> yeah, she did. Well, are you excited about meeting Tom tonight? Absolutely. Yeah? What's excites you about meeting Tom Jones? Well, the pants he's wearing right now are a real turn on. <laughs> what are they like? <laughs> um, they're nice white pleated, probably the type that you don't have to iron. Wow. And he's looking really good. Oh, Tom, some kicking versions on the stage. That unbelievable was fantastic tonight. Thank you. Woo! We're going to do some EMF for you right now. You burden me with your questions. You'd have me telling no lies. You're always asking what it's all about, but never listen to my replies. You tell me I don't talk enough. And when I do, I'm a fool. This time I'm spent, I realize I'm gonna shoot through and leave you the things you say. Your purple pose just give you away the things you say. Come on now. What's your favourite song up there tonight? It's hard to say, but I think Walking in Memphis got the biggest song. When I was walking in Memphis I was walking with my feet Ten feet off a wheel Walking in Memphis Well, do you really feel The way I feel? And that's too main out, this one. This is for me. Sure. My wall. This is for 2SER. 2SER is a Pub- community radio. Public radio. You we love you. public radio. Everyone should have public radio. That's we took a vote on public radio. and We are a big fan of your version of Venus. Is there a reason why you don't do that in the show anymore? I guess you've just got too many songs. You can't fit them all in. That's right. It's one of those songs that I haven't done for a long time. I used to do it when I had it out and it was on the album, but it's hard to know what to do. It's hard to, to know what songs to do and what not to do because I've recorded so much. Just before you move on, I know you're in a hurry here. What will be the next thing for you? Have you got another song on the drawing board? You can give us a hint what's coming up next. More uh, with Trevor Horn, maybe? Well, we're going to record the next album should be done live in New York, you know, with some great musicians. We're trying to find some songs right now. Once we get them, we'll do it in New York. We should record it in about February and that should be out later next year. May I suggest the Delight song, Groove is in the Heart. I think you do a very good version of that time. All right. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank Thank you for visiting us again. Bye-bye. Well, well, you met Tom. How was it after you've actually met Tom? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to faint. (laughs) Sex, sex, sex. Now, what makes Tom so sexy? It's his eyes, actually. I figured it out. It's his eyes and it's the way he maneuvers those hips. It's sort of instant, instant orgasm. Yeah? And how do you feel about him? Uh, He's an aphrodisiac. And what about him makes him an aphrodisiac for you? (laughs) The way he does his moves on stage. What, the hips? Yeah, the hip movement. Ow. Ah, So you reckon it's the eyes. I reckon she's got the hips. The eyes. Mm. The hips. The hips. The eyes. What about the chest? Well, you've met Tom. How do you feel about it? I'm wild with delight. And what makes you so delighted? (laughs) I've met a legend. And he can groove, what can I say? You know, he's an entertainer, and it's good to see. Do you think Tom would do a good version of, of Groovers in the Heart by Delight? Do you think he'd do a good version of that? I think so. If he could do EMF, you're Groovers unbelievable. In the heart. He I can do, do Groovers in the Heart. Version. Yay, Tom! Woo! Hello, everybody. This is Tom Jones with me now. I got us on a mountaintop. Was burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love And Venus was her name She's got it Oh, baby, she's got it You know what she said? She said, I'm your Venus I'm your fire, I'm your desire I'm your fire, I'm your only guy 
Maynard.com.au. AU!